you know what, Jeffrey? I don't have the right stuff. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Houston, we don't have a problem, but I do. <laughs> and I need to get out of yeah. here. Hey, hey when you did you end up coming down to DC? And if if so, did you have you been to the newly opened, reopened Air and Space? Um, I did end up coming down to DC. Sorry, I didn't have any time. No, no like that's, I okay. Was, that's okay. Um, uh, uh, I was in DC for forty hours or something, right? Um, uh, uh, and most of it was spent uh, on my wife's work stuff ah, that we were okay. there for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I did go to into town or out to Arlington and see my sister a couple, you know, on Friday and on Saturday to see the kids. Um, but, uh, last time I was down, which Christmas time, yeah. uh, or before Christmas, uh, Melissa, my sister got tickets to Aaron's space. Cause I guess you, for a while you require tickets or you still does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Still does free timed tickets. Okay. Like, like the African-American museum. Yeah. Uh, well, still does. yeah. Yeah, it does it still? I yeah, didn't... well, last when when I was there in December, wow. uh, I had to sign up while standing outside, and you know, oh, wow. there, there were tickets. You just had to. Yeah, have we haven't done. We've been there once. Uh, we we did the the lower floors, but not the upper floors. And man, it was an incredible. That's a beautiful, beautiful museum. The lower floors are considering the subject matter. This is a terrible turn of phrase, but like where it's at, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's hard to that's get through. The stuff, yeah, hard to get through. Um. I can't imagine how how emotional and how what a powerful experience that must be as a person of color to to see and and sort of realize the recognition and and the calling out of what was a horrible time in our history. Yeah, and and that all of these artifacts were in people's closets and attics yeah, and yeah, whatever yeah. and that they pulled them out and it was, you know, yeah, right. Uh, KKK uniforms and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, but yes, uh, I did go to the new air and space. Um, and it, it's a lot of it is still yeah, closed. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's only a very small portion that's open to the public. But the, the parts moment. that I've seen, oh God, I hate to say this, thumbs down. <laughs> Yeah. Even, even the, uh, the, like our, my favorite room, I don't, I don't, I can't speak for Adrian, the but my Apollo favorite room. room. Yeah. The new Apollo room was terrific. Really uh, well laid out. Yeah. But it also was so dark. It's that whole new museum. Oh yeah. Everything's yeah. in the dark and lit from below and like, oh, right. <laughs> you know, everything's, everything's really low powered LEDs to keep the stuff from degrading. And, you know, maybe that is what it is, or maybe it's just that they're trying to make it dramatic. Um, I, this is going to sound well, so stupid. if they stupid. wanted to be dramatic, they'd have a Yanni score playing in the background. <laughs> they, they haven't gotten to that yet. They haven't turned it on. Um, a number of the interactive exhibits were terrible. Mm. Like the things, the little touch screens, you know. Right. What if I touch this thing? What, you know, to choose your own adventure little things. But they were almost unresponsive and took too much time between every single path because my sister, you know, used to do this kind of stuff. So we had to follow every path in each one just to see what it was like and what was different. And they were pretty much the same all the way through, no matter what you chose, you know, there was lots of that kind of stuff. And it felt like they were designed 20 years ago, not like they were designed today. Right. Like it felt like macromedia director stuff is what it felt I, like. See, I think they need to tap video game designers. Oh, they totally do. Yeah. to create those experiences yeah. instead of sort of engineers and scientists and curators. Like, 
run it through. There are teams know. of people who do that kind of stuff. The problem is there's not a lot of money in it, right? Mm, so mm. you're not going to get the best of the best of the best. The other thing, and I, this is purely visceral from my reality growing up. Um, they, they removed the carpets. This sounds so stupid. Oh, I, uh, I've, been, I've been going to the air and space museum since I was, I don't know, seven years it old. It was carpeted. It was carpeted. It had this. So blue, did, it, did this, it smell like a Best Buy? It smelled like the Air and Space Museum. And I <laughs> okay. swear to God, the only other place I've ever smelled that smelled like this, uh, and I only realized this because last summer I went with my nephew, Bert, uh, was the Boston Science Museum lobby. Hmm. I don't know if it's the, it's the same carpet manufacturer or something. Yeah, right. There's so, something about the, if it's the carpet or is it the adhesive or yeah, is it just... There, there's something about it. And I walked in, you could, you could drop me in there and all I could do with a blindfold on and all I could do is inhale. And I would say, I'm at the air and space museum in DC. Huh. Like it had a certain, je ne sais quoi. It a certain <laughs> asbestos Yeah. Quality I don't know what, it. listen, yeah. it, it probably was terrible and I'm sure it was rotten and whatever. And they had to do it. But, um, it, it it's sort of like you took my you took my childhood home and you kind of ripped it up and made it modern and gaudy. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. Listen, I'm 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 saving my final review for when it's open open. Um, <laughs> but uh, from what I've saw, I was I didn't walk in there and walk out and go, wow, I can't wait for the rest of it to be open. I was like, oh god, I hope they don't screw up the rest of it. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I, I I have I you know my only time with that museum is in the last seven years. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and if I'm being really honest, I, I think even though I've only been to Hazi once, I still prefer Hazi just because there are so many vehicles there that you can geek out about. Well, see, it used to be that the, the NASM on the mall was my favorite museum in the world. It's now Hazi. Like Mm. NASM fell to like number five. (laughs) Um, so I mean, listen, it's, 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 it's amazing. The stuff they, I mean, my God, there's Apollo 11 in the original right flyer and the spirit of St. Louis. And, you know, I mean, this is, which, this is, which is kind of it, the, the spirit of St. Louis. It's funny that you mentioned that one because it's, you can look around the corner into this little area that's sort of cordoned off. They haven't opened it yet. And, and there it sits just, you know, by itself gathering dust. It's so strange to see it just it's on the, on ground. the ground. I didn't see yeah. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You know, and I, I've been reading uh, the Bill Bryson book, um, Summer 1927, mm-hmm. um, again, or listening to Bill Bryson put me to sleep with his dulcet tones. Um, and there's a whole, you know, I mean, a big chunk of that book is about Lindbergh and Lindbergh's flight and, and all the rest of it and talking about the spirit of St. Louis. And and so now I want to go back and see the plane again. You know, it's, I, you know, when you learn enough about something and then you want to go see the object anew or, you know, you learn about a painting and you're like, I got to go look at that again, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, anyway, it's like that. Um, well, and I think that's one of the beautiful things that we've talked about this. One of the beautiful things about DC is you can do that. You can pop in and just yeah. sit in front of a painting or you can pop out to Hazi and go sit in front of the SR-71 and, and the shuttle and, you know, whatever. You could just sit down in front of a space shuttle. <laughs> right. What? <laughs> I'm uh, enjoying my sandwich here. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and, I mean, that's part of the reason, you know, we're, uh, Heather and I are members at MoMA and, and, and the Whitney and we get into the Met for free as New York residents. Um and there, there's times that I'll do that. I'll, I'll think, you know what? I've got a half an hour and I'm in Midtown. I'm going to go over and look at the Mademoiselles of Avignon or whatever, you know? Yeah, why not? It's, you know, it's like, well, I can do that, you know, and, and not feel guilty about it. In fact, every time I do that, it actually am- amortizes my purchase of the <laughs> of the membership. 
Right. Um, but yeah. Hey, so man, can you I sent me an interesting text yesterday? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I out of the blue. It was, and it's, it's language that I don't, it's, if you've ever used it with me, it's been a long time. Is that what sold you? My language? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, um, so I've, I've started getting interested in audio again. Mm-hmm. And, um, this not just a listener of it, but, a well, a, that, that's, a, that's the thing. I, I, okay. I, so I, um, uh, sitting guy, sitting guy on the places one fuse and suddenly it's off to the race. Oh yeah, the kid the, the kids don't know about that yet, sweetie. <laughs> um, I I I I'm a, I you know I went to music school and I did a lot of recording stuff and I did a lot of mastering stuff and I thought my ears were pretty good. And I get out of school and I spent a lot of money on my stereo. And my stereo was here for the last twenty years. And for those who care, it was a bunch of high end adcom gear, seven fifty preamp whatever the 5203 or 5302 amp and, uh, and the 750 CD player at the time with a pair of, uh, BMW Nautilus 804 towers. Anyway. Can, can I interrupt real, sure. real quick? Would you, would you please tell just briefly? Cause I thought this was so clever. The, the story of how Adcom became Adcom. Oh yeah. So I was, so, okay. I I'll get into that roundabout by saying that on the rower, I've been trying to find things to watch on YouTube. I find watching not a whole show or a whole movie, but watching a series of little six, 10 minute videos to make the time go faster than watching a big thing. Um, so I've been watching all this audio stuff on YouTube, history of audio, people recapping their old Harman Kardon receivers from the seventies, why you would do that, how you do it, you know, all the A, B testing, these kinds of changes and all this kind of stuff. Right. And so one of the things I came upon was Adcom, which is the the stereo equipment. Now, Adcom was always sort of a good bang for the buck. Like, oh, you, if you need a good amp, well, there's always Adcom, like they're, they're high quality. Um, and, and just for the listeners and for me, because I don't know, where does it fall sort of in the hierarchy? Like where, what, what is, what would you say is directly above it, directly below it? Uh, it would be above any of the consumer stuff that most people would own. So if you have a Sony amp or a, you know, a JVC or a, even like a Nakamichi receiver, a NAD receiver, those kinds of things, mm-hmm. uh, that would be sort of the NAD stuff that would be kind of right below the stuff that I'm talking about. Cause th- we'd be getting into separates where it's a separate preamp from an amplifier, you know, so okay. it's, it's that, okay. that's the idea. Um, the stuff that I bought was actually pretty high end adcom stuff. It was their, they, it was their, their sort of, um, their foray into the really high end, you know, it's like sort of a, it was like a, not really high end, but a $1,400 preamplifier and a $1,600 amplifier, you know, mm-hmm. so you're spending mm-hmm. $3,000 on your amplification, that kind of thing. Um, well, so it turns out, so I was watching some stuff like where did Adcom come from? And this guy at uh, PS audio was saying that back in the seventies or early eighties, um, some manufacturer made a bunch of amps and they couldn't sell them. I don't know. They didn't look good or, or, whatever no one was buying. And some sales guy said, Hey, I'll buy the whole lot off of you and I'm going to rebrand them. And he started Adcom in order to sell these things. And apparently Adcom stands for additional compensation, which is just basically like, I I want to find a way to make more money. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's where Adcom came from. Now, of course they grew into this brand that was around for 25 or 30 years. So it's not like the initial run was, was the thing, but that's how it started apparently. That's Um, so funny. So I had this Adcom preamp, uh, uh, that, that I had been using for years and about five years ago, it just didn't turn on. 
Like there's like little click switch in the front and it just, nothing would happen. And I was like, that's really odd. And at the time I figured, oh, there must be a switch or a fuse or like one of those little trip uh, breaker, you know, things on the back. Couldn't find any. And so I ended up putting it in the closet and it was just sitting in the closet. This $1,400 preamp was just sitting in the closet and it was, it, it kind of had like every once in a while it'd be like, Bill, I'm still in here. <laughs> I'm your friend, the high-end ad preamp. It's like that, that scene in Poltergeist. Yeah. And I replaced it with a, a because I didn't have money at the time to, to fix it or didn't think I had money to fix it. So I replaced it with a, with like a, they make these things. It's basically just a passive, big, giant volume knob. It's like a big potentiometer, a big variable resistor, right? So it goes between your source, say your CD player and your amp. And all it does is attenuate, you know, it can't make it any louder. It just can make it softer, you know? Right. And so you can buy one of those for 60 bucks or something. So I bought one of those and that's what I've been using for years. And I was telling myself, Oh, it's so nice and clean compared to, you know, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) But then I realized that I had this thing in the closet. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to figure this thing out. So I pull it out the other day. And I, and I get out my little, uh, I fix it kit that has all the, you know, the little different heads, you know, cause your little torque screws yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. whatnot. Yeah. And I start pulling out screws, trying to figure out, you know, <laughs> and I pulled out like 17 screws and the top was still not coming off. I'm like, what is holding this on? Right. <laughs> Love <laughs> <laughs> or hate depends or how you hate, look at it. Right. Contempt. <laughs> and, yeah. 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 <laughs> Just powered by spite, (laughs) just obstinate. (laughs) Um, And so it turned out you had to take off the front knobs. You had to like find, you know, the angle at which you could stick a little thing up a hole to, to unscrew the knobs and pop them off. And then the whole front plate came off, which then you could take the top off is what it turned out to be. It was, it was this complicated design. I didn't know why, but I ended up figuring it out. I pull it open and I go look and I go look at the fuses and I'm like, no, that one's still there. And that one's still there. And then underneath some wires, there was one fuse that had popped and I pulled it out and I looked at it and it was a 500 milliamp, uh, 120 volt or 250 volt fuse. So it was like a almost nothing, half an amp fuse. Right. And so I looked it up and apparently most gear, has one of those sort of fuses. This isn't a, oh my God, everything's gone wrong. You're going to burn down your house fuse. Those are still there and good. This was a, there was a power spike. We're trying to protect the rest of these electronics fuse. So there must've been some weird spike or this thing just blew. You know I mean? Things happen. So I go on Amazon and I find a new, I knew a new, uh, uh, fuse. Of course you got to buy them by 20 because it's Amazon. And it costs $6 to get them the next day, 20 of these stupid fuses. It comes, I pop it in, I click it on, it turns right on. I was like, holy crap, this thing's been in my thing. Five years. Five years. For a 50 50 cent fuse, you know. (laughs) And and those fuses have probably been in the warehouse since it blew. Yeah, yeah. It's been there this whole time. (laughs) It's it's been there the whole time. (laughs) And so I pop it back into my stereo. I pull out that stupid passive potentiometer i put this preamp back in and i turn on the next three hours putting in all the screws i had to take out well yeah yeah Yeah. although i did it really fast actually putting it back together um did end up with a couple extra screws i don't know you know (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) you know when you do that do you ever do that all the time (laughs) it's so bad that's the one thing i didn't inherit like (laughs) thankfully i didn't inherit from my father like what this Obviously, I don't need these. And, and, and so I pop it back in and it sounds like my stereo used to sound. It just 
has... Wait, so was there a difference between how it sounded now that you were using that versus without it and using the potentiometer? Oh, yeah, was, there, was there an audible difference? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, wow, yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, the, the other thing that this, this um, um, adcom can actually do is uh, also it can run in passive mode. So mm. if I flip the passive switch... Uh, the the volume initially pops down because it's not getting any amplification from the preamp. You know, it's just using whatever came from the source, and you can use the volume control as basically exactly what I had before. Sure, right. But you still get the the passive switching of all your sources, right? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I think it's active switching of the sources, but passive in the actual mm. path. Oh, right, know? because it. Yeah, it would have to be active because they're mechanical switches. And yeah, that you, was the other you, thing. You, Bill sent me a photo of this thing. It's gorgeous. Yeah, the inside of it. I'll, I think I'd, I'll put a link to my tweet in the uh, thing if you want to make it out of that. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. Um, I, so yeah, it turns out that basically instead of some sort of like. I forget what they call them, like dipole switches, you know, where like a bunch of stuff goes in and then one goes out, you know, like one sure, of those. Sure, sure. It actually was relays along all of the inputs along the back of the preamp. And it was electronically shutting and opening different relays to switch yeah, what, between what the, inputs. What, there are 18 of them. Isn't that what we counted? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Siemens. I guess there must be nine inputs times two, right? Or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, so it's, it's all very cool. It's back in. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy and slightly grinning about it still. Cause it's like, I'm, I was excited. And so I've been listening to music and, and, and remembering, what my ears like to hear and, and, and thinking, Oh, I have so many more years of experience. Now I'm, I'm, um, I have an understanding of music that I didn't have before. So maybe I'd be better at all the things that I used to do, including all this mixing and mastering and stuff. Right. So turns out my, my, a friend of mine was working on some mixes and he sent them to me, uh, an old friend of mine. And he sent me the 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 mixes that he had done because he was just kind of playing with mixing. And he's like, hey, what do you think of these? And they were good. I mean, you know, they're but it made me want to get the original tracks and try it myself. Like, oh, I wonder mm. if I could make that even better if I was mixing it, you know, with my infinite knowledge and all right. my experience. <laughs> right. And so he sends me the tracks. And I and yesterday I sit down and I start mixing. And. I thought it sounded pretty good. I was mixing on headphones, which is not something I would normally do, but a lot of people now do. They didn't really? used to do, but I now thought you were supposed to mix in, in monitors and, and you are, but, but there are a lot of people now who have switched to what's called mixing in the box, basically mm. them in a laptop on a airplane and they can mix a record. Sure. Um, and so I wanted to try that. And so I had my headphones on through my little mix pre that I'm recording through right now. And at a certain point when I thought it sounded okay, I switched it over and sent the signal to my stereo so I could hear it on the big speakers just to mm -hmm, see, you know, mm -hmm. what it sounded like. And it sounded terrible. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say, oh my God, it sounded amazing. No, it really? sounded terrible. And wow, I realized that I fell into the same trap that I used to fall into, which is just that, you know... When you're doing something for a while, and I don't mean, um, you know, I, this sometimes happens on photo shoots as well, where I lose track of where North is. Mm. And, and that 
that that feeling of lo- I am I have a pretty good sense of direction. So when I lose my bearings, when I don't know which direction I'm going in, when somebody puts a blindfold on me and spins me around like I'm about to do a pinata or something, mm-hmm. I don't like I hate that feeling of not knowing which direction I'm in because I generally do know what direction I'm in. You know, I'm pretty mm. good at that. And I realized that yesterday when I was mixing, I was so deep in it and I had gotten my ears had gotten used to hearing what I was working on so much so that I didn't know how it fit into the larger context of what I was trying to do. Hmm. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Especially given, I mean, I have no idea where you're going with this, but given some of the conversations that we've had in the, in the last several weeks, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking there's a connection there. Well, that's part of what I wanted to talk to you about. I don't, I don't know. It's disconcerting. And, and that's kind of where I am right now is, is the fact that I thought that I knew better what direction I needed to work in when it came to say mixing a record, right? That, that I have some knowledge that I didn't have before. And I used to feel this way when I was mixing, which is why I'm not a mix engineer. I think, I mean, I'm fine. I'm competent at it, but I'm not one of the guys that I know who are extremely good at it. And I don't know how they do these things and work for 14 hour days on the same track or two and not just, wait, what does this sound like? Is, is that what bass is supposed to sound like? Do, do those guitars actually fit right now? Are they too loud? Is there too much mid range in the vocal? You know, I start second guessing myself and then I listen to, I'll listen to it on the the studio display speakers or I'll listen on my big stereo or I'll listen on my headphones, you know, and it sounds slightly different in all of them. You know, this, this kind of problem. Mm-hmm. Um, remember when I said the other day, I don't know if I remember say this online or if I said this to you, uh, that I found that if my exposure and, and different settings in, uh, capture one with the Fuji files. If I jump between, I'm not a big fan of film simulations, right? But if I thought that it was pretty good in the sort of standard film simulation, which is not one of the Fuji ones, like the, the film standard thing that's built into capture one. If I then jumped through the different film simulations that Fuji gives, and it looks pretty good in all of them, I know that I'm in the right ballpark. Yeah. That was last episode. Okay. I don't have that with audio and it really dis it's really disconcerting to me. And I realize that sometimes on photo shoots, if it's a long shoot and I am worried about the light or I'm worried about, you know, the way th- things aren't coming out quite as interesting as I want them to be, or, you know, whatever, whatever have you, or I'm deep in conversation with the subject because we're having a good conversation and we're connecting. I'll, I'll, I'll lose sight of what it is that I'm trying to do sometimes. And I don't know, maybe as I'm getting older <laughs> hmm. and I'm actually going senile, um, yeah. you, you know, you, you've, okay. Does this make any sense? <clears throat> it does. I, 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 that's what I want. I was hoping that you would have some insight. I don't know if I have insight. I, I'm, I may have observations. Okay, go ahead. Um, y- you, you seem to be. And I can only say, because we've only spoken for, uh, you know, a handful of hours about this stuff kind of recently, but you seem to be having a really hard time the older you get there. Is, and I don't know if it's tied to, to where you are or aren't at professionally, where, how, how, how relatively close to your father's age you're getting 
but there's something going on where there, there is something tied to the length of time that you have spent on this planet creating some weird anxiety around that length of time. And it seems to be affecting, I can't speak to personal, your personal life, but it seems to be affecting your professional life in really weird ways. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is just that I, do you think that, that, that you should feel like a different person throughout your life or do you, or is there supposed to be continuity of ego? You know, oh my God, I, I hope it's different. I hope because difference, difference, I think difference implies growth. It, impl it implies transformation. It right. implies. And if you uh, feel like you have been growing for two decades and then suddenly mm. you kind of feel as if you're back where you started. Hmm. And this maybe goes to the sort of losing your bearings, right? It's like yeah. I, I, I've been walking in the woods in the direction I thought was the exit. And I wait a minute. I've passed this rock before. You know? Hmm. Yeah. And it's like, wait, have I been just going in circles the whole time? And maybe we all go in circles the whole time. And I need to stop beating myself up about it. And, and, and on top of the fact that just from the low end of, of what I'm trying to say, you know, the fact that I um, am having a hard time mixing this thing. Well, damn, you have barely mixed anything in 15 years. Right. Of course, you're not going to be exceptionally good at it again all of a sudden. Right. You know, um, maybe you do have perspective you didn't have before, and that's a good thing. But maybe, uh, you know. Why are you beating yourself up? Yeah. Why should time away still accrue experience? Yeah. 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 And, and, and to some extent, why should time doing it actually mean that you're better or you're different, but it doesn't mean you're better. Right. What does better mean anyway? Right. Better is external, right? Or is it, is, 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 is better an internal diagnosis or, or an external I mean, one better how better as in more yeah. competent yeah. as in faster more money as more in, whatever like, yeah what is it what are we talking about yeah um so, so yeah you, you see you see I, yeah i am i mean i'm in a bit of an existential crisis but i think it has as much to do with um i, I want to know that i'm putting my energy in the right direction but how can you know that? I mean, and, 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 and what's, what's the marker of that? that is it, is it, is it money? Is it, is it getting a, a bigger, better cover? Is it, is Power. it, yeah, no, I mean, what is it? What's, what's, how do you, you know, I, I mean, what's your why? I mean, it's a simple thing that we keep coming back to, but what's, you know, what do you, what are you not getting from photography that you're getting from music or that you feel like you could get? from music or, or what are you getting from, from writing scripts and, and potentially pivoting into filmmaking that you're not getting somewhere else? Or, you know what I mean? Or, or are these things, these weird sort of placebos just because you're a little unhappy at this stage in your professional or personal or whatever life? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Am, am I, you know, art wise cheating on my partner because I'm unhappy, not because I'm unhappy in the relationship. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find it somewhere. I, I know that this isn't satisfying to me. So maybe satisfaction is in this direction. When you say this, 
specifically in that moment? Don't think about it. What's this? Um, my, I was gonna say my work, but that's a crappy way of putting it. Um, purpose, you know, like, like the, 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 the way that I, the, the things that I do that make me feel the way that makes me feel happy and have meaning in life is missing. And this is about my work. Yeah. I'm I'm very happy in my personal life. I'm just yeah, not yeah, happy sure. in my work. Um, can you, can you take, take yourself or take, take, I mean, it's just the two of us here. Um, <laughs> two of us and several thousand other people. Yeah, that's right. Uh, do you have a sense of when that, was it a, was it a, a sudden change or has it been a gradual slide? I don't think COVID helped. Yeah. Um, I always, I have this, I have this paranoia, um, that every time I get going, something pulls the rug out from underneath me, you know, mm. something I can't control, you know, th things are going really well. Business is good. I'm working on projects. I like, oh, well, there's a, you know, global pandemic that stops the world for a year and a half. It's like, well, yeah, the, yeah. you know. And and was it I mean, was that the case for you? Were you were you in a place with regard to your work? Yeah, I that, was getting good jobs. I was working on. Okay, stuff did, 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 I but wait, 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 I don't care about getting good jobs. Were you feeling happier, satisfied? Yes, and you were. OK, yeah. so so there was correlation between those two things. And part of it, I mean, and it's not that the the exact work that I was doing was that. Um fancy or extravagant. It was just that I was getting some sort of respect for the work that I was doing, mm. which, you know, is not nothing, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you, you could make your paintings for 30 years, right? Um, <laughs> At the rate it's going, that's what it's going to look like. <laughs> no, but you, you know, you could make your paintings, but you know, if somebody happened to be, you were outside and you were spray painting something because you wanted to do it outside and you're up and you're, you're up in the front yard doing it. Mm. And some person walks by and they come over and they say, oh, did you make that? And you say, yes. And they say, well, it turns out I'm curator of the whatever it is. And that's amazing. And I want to represent you and put you, you know what I mean? That sort yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, nothing about your work had changed in the 10 minutes before this woman showed up, you know? Um, and yet that sort of recognition, that sort of understanding that, and I'm not saying that that is everything, but I think you need some of that. You can't yeah. work in a vacuum. And, uh, and no, and not for not. I don't think you can sustain working. Yeah, I mean, that. listen, you, yeah, you could go into a hole and do some work, but eventually you got to come outside. Again. You got to come outside. Yeah. Um, so what is okay? So th th there's there there are jobs that that are that are changed. I'm not going to say dried up because I don't know your situation, but yeah. it sounds like the the type and number of jobs is. That coming in are it, it's, it's less different. than less now than it was pre-COVID. Is that fair? Yeah, but I'm also not. I'm being terrible about getting out there and doing it too. Yeah, but that, I don't feel like that's a. I feel like that, if anything, is is pretty much a constant. You're not a huge self-promoter. You know, no, that's this. that's true. But I mean, if 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 there is less work, I am doing nothing to change that. Yeah. Um. Could you start a new personal project? Could you do, yeah, you know, but, I mean, this is Drabbles 2023 or whatever. Well, this is where I come down, where I get frustrated is that, you know, I've done dozens of personal projects. Right. <laughs> I don't think those things have really gotten me any work. So, 
At Do a certain point, no, I don't think so. Really? No. No. no I that's think, surprising to me. That's really surprising to me. I, I would think that... I because, mean, if somebody says, do you have anything like this? And I can say, yes, I've shot a bunch of stuff like that. Here's 10 examples of, you know, yeah. people, environmental portraits or whatever it is. Or people on white. It's like, well, yes, I've shot people on white before. For clients do, and for myself. Do um, you think it's down to... Or... Eh, is your enthusiasm toward it changing or has it changed? And, and maybe you're looking for, I want my enthusiasm this, back. Man, you do want your, okay. Okay. Cause my, my next question, I didn't want to be too pointed about it was, do, are you looking for a way out either consciously or subconsciously? I want my enthusiasm about making stuff back. Regardless of whether it's photography or something else. Yeah. I mean, I have more interest in, in writing right now than I do in yeah. my own photography, but Part of that is just because of where I am on the curve of knowing. I know a lot about photography. I've done a lot of photography. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 there's not a lot of, I'm not going to, un, you know, flip over a rock and there's a whole new <laughs> right. room of photography right. over here that where I haven't. Where did all this knowledge come from? Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. I know all that stuff, you know? So, um, trying to find something. <sighs> It sounds like you're, you're, you're at the end of the sort of autodidactic rope. You know what I mean? Like there's, you, you, you've, you've peaked in terms of what you can pull from this in, in, in where you're at. And now you, you, you're, you're in this, okay, what's next? We're speaking what's about photography next? here or in, in everything. Yeah. No, specifically about photography, but yeah. maybe there's some of that that bleeds into, into other areas, but specifically about photography. Yes. Well, that's partly why I went and pulled up this thing and started doing some mixing because I thought, Hey, there's something I haven't done in a long time that I used to enjoy doing and used to be mm -hmm, involved in. Mm -hmm. The other interesting thing about it is that I, what I was working on had a lot of distorted guitars and stuff and mm -hmm. I was working on headphones and I wasn't mixing particularly loud, but it is that there of distortion, you know, those like high end mm -hmm, overtones mm -hmm. and stuff in my ears. I wore out my ears yesterday. Like, so by the end of the day, I just, I was just, I didn't know what I was hearing. Right. You know, like I just, yep. And does that leave you frustrated or yeah, does that makes me feel you... even more lost? Okay. Okay. See, cause I, I, I could see you also going to the other side because I know you love the, you love the chase of figuring something out. Oh, and sure. It, yeah. And yeah. I wonder if it left you then going, okay, I, I need to crack this. Like, well, what, I, what, what am I not doing here? And, and that is true. It's just that I sort of, you know, I blew out my knee, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Basically, you know, <laughs> Like, well, you can't run right now because your knee is backwards. Right. Um, so you need to wait until your knee heals before you can run. Um, so, yeah, even this morning before I logged on with you, I had the logic session open and I was like, well, maybe it's that there were two mics on all of those guitar tracks. So let me go see if I was using both of the mics on each amp, but maybe I should just kill one of the mics on each amp. Maybe there's a phase thing going on between those two mics and that's the problem. You know, I started trying to break it down into something swishy about all of this, which usually is a phase thing and everything's really cloudy and in the way. So I started trying to pull it apart again, hmm. um, but I don't like being not good at something. I mean, who does? But me yeah. in particular, I don't like being not good at something. Yeah, it's it's um, I, I, I'm, I'm fine yeah. with not being great at something. That's sure. Of course, you're just starting. But feeling like you can't solve the problem 
you know, you can't get those last three clues on the crossword puzzle. Right. Um, well, I guess with, with regard to the audio, then for you, the, the question, one of the questions at least is, is it gone or just misplaced? Yep. And is it worth the time to find it given all of the other potentials in your creative orbit? Yes. Right. Right. But if, if, if I am in my winter blues, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, anything is better than nothing. Is it though? Well, in the sense that, you know, all right. It doesn't well, sound like it. It sounds like it's created more frustration than if you just hadn't attempted it. Well, yeah, but then I'd be nowhere. At least I'm somewhere here and we're talking about it. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, I, um, it's funny cause Conrad comes home last night from work a little late and she walks in and I was, I was sitting on the couch with my laptop and I was like mixing with the, with the big B and W speakers as monitors, mm. just trying to figure some stuff out. And my ears were shot at that point. I don't even know why I was bothering, but she walks in and she's on the phone. So I, you know, I, she wasn't listening. So I turn it off. And then, uh, after we eat some dinner, um, I went and played it for her and she goes, what's this? And I told her and she's like, oh yeah. And she didn't really make some comment. And then I finished that and I, she's walking around the apartment trying, it was snowing last night. So she was trying to get a few thousand steps, just walking around the house. I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody who does that? No. Okay. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> um, and anyway, I was slipping through my phone and, uh, heat wave always and forever. You know that song? Yeah, sure. Oh man. Put that song on a good pair of headphones. And, you know, by the way, the guy, so that band is like, uh, a couple of British people, a couple of American people, a couple of black guys, a white guy, an Asian guy. Like it's like, it's a really eclectic band. It's awesome. Um, but the main guy who wrote all the tunes was a guy named Rod Temperton, who is the guy who wrote, uh, off the wall and, uh, thriller and, <laughs> Heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. He like wrote a bunch of, he wrote all those songs. He wrote, uh, uh, um, uh, for God's sakes, uh, rock with you, you know, and, oh. and all, yeah, I mean, he's, he's that guy. And if you yeah. go back and listen to heat wave tunes, you go, Oh, I can totally hear it in here. Anyway, mm. I was listening to that and that sounded great. And I was thinking to myself, my ears are totally shot right now, but this record that I know sounds good still sounds good. So, okay. So we're, okay. I'm really far okay. off. Yeah. What do you, yeah. Because um, you were still able to recognize this, yeah. but you just can't hear it. You can't get there in this other. Yeah. And listen, I mean, the tracks I'm working with are difficult tracks to work with. They're, they weren't recorded very well on very good mics, et cetera, et cetera. Like, so, and there's phase issues and lots of bleed issues and all this kind of stuff. And that's but just, you still should have gotten closer than you did, it sounds like, in your mind. Yeah, and, and I think that I actually did an okay job considering what I was working with. Now, if I sent it to my buddy Brian Cook in L.A., who, who mixed my tune I did last year, and it came back and it sounded amazing, well, that's one thing. But I also gave him pretty good tracks, you know, to begin with. Um, I don't know. It's, 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 I don't know if I'm wrong. I don't know if it was an impossible task or if... I was, I'm just rusty or not that good at it, or maybe it has nothing to do with the task and it's all to do with my head. You know, mm, I'm, I'm not probably qualified, right, right, but, right, right. but you, you get but, what I'm, you get the distinction I'm trying to make. 
I like, is it my attitude? Is my attitude, your attitude is becoming a problem. I don't think it's your attitude. It's, I, I think you are, you are in this chapter of your life where there has been a history in one medium that has not borne the fruit that maybe it could have, maybe it should have. And that's left you a little scratching your head. Yeah, I mean, part of it just is that it's just less interesting to me than it used to be. You okay, know, I've okay. lost that. Well, I've okay. lost now that love and feeling. That's right, <laughs> Goose. She's lost it. Oh, I hate it when she does that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, but that's something else. That's something else. If that, if, and and that is a, I mean, that's a bold admission. It's a big admission. If that's the case. But maybe that's just depression talking, right? I, I I don't think so. I don't think so because we, this has, I mean, even, even, even during our break, Bill, um, <laughs> we, you know, we talked on occasion and, and there were inklings of this, even in that, in that stretch, you know, you, this, I think this has been building on some level for a number of years and for you to be able to, to, and I don't know when the first time you said this, maybe with, with one of your friends or whatever, but to, to say, look, this just, this isn't doing it for me anymore. And I, and I don't know what I need to do or what it needs to do to do it for me again. It's certainly not a camera. You've tried that. It's, it's not, it's not a a filter. It's not changing post. It's not like you've, you've tried a lot of the things that are within your control Yep. Seemingly to, to get that. But I also back. haven't found anything else to replace it. It's not but like you didn't find photography. No, I guess what I'm saying is that it's not like anything else that I'm doing does give me that feeling. You know, well, all evidence to the contrary. You say that writing is doing that. For well, you. just because I feel like it's just because it's new, mm, you know? Okay. 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 Like, I don't know that I would really want to sit in a room for f- six hours a day writing all by myself because I'm too mm. much of an extrovert for that. It's, it's, it's interesting because it's different. Mm-hmm. Not because I've found my new calling, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean that, that goes back to, you know, the hockey stick autodidact stuff. It's like, sure. okay, I'm in the interesting part of that stick. So I'm going to do that for a while until I hit a wall where it's no longer, uh, yeah. You know that Picard show that's on Paramount? I haven't seen it. Um, I know I know of it, but I I think I watched maybe like the first few minutes of the pilot episode and it it just Yeah, the first know. episode was okay. The or the first season was okay. The second season I couldn't get into, but we just jumped to the third season and there's two episodes and Riker's back and you know Oh, no kidding. Oh yeah, like they oh, brought wow. Worf is back. And it was really? like, oh yeah, like they're they're bringing the crew, they're bringing the band back together. Wow. And man, Picard and Riker still ha- whoever's writing their sections or maybe it's just that those two guys are actors who have worked together for so long that it just their characters are friends them you know, the actors are friends and the characters are friends. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. that it totally works. But anyway, I bring it up just to say that there are moments in that show where they're where they're speaking in the dialogue and I think Okay, somebody who really loves these characters is writing this. And I want to really love the thing that I'm making again that way. 
Okay. Um, is uh, okay. But is okay. It, mm. Is that possible? I mean, if if you if you have made up your mind that that. And it's the thing even, is, I haven't made up my mind. It's sort well, that's, of that's, my that's mind is made up its, on that. itself. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't mean to like jump. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's because it, the clarification is important. It, it doesn't. It does. I. I am not an active participant in this. I feel like it's the tides coming in and out. And I. I. I you know. I. I want to be Tom Hanks on the shore making a raft so I can get past that <laughs> breakwater. Right. 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 Like that's what I feel like right now. I want to be out on the ocean. I want to get the hell off this island. But there's that breakwater I can't get past. Well, now what? Do you do you know? Okay, okay, okay. Because I, I you, assume that there's something better out there. Okay, so what is the breakwater in this in this scenario? What is it? Because it's not hardware. Yeah, you've no, tried I don't know. that. Yeah. By the way, still hate that camera. <laughs> I, sh- I shot some. I shot some dance with it. A friend came over. A tap dancer came over the other day, and I thought, okay, here's a perfect test. Like. It can do all this crazy tracking autofocus and I can have you moving forward and backwards and whatever it is, completely useless in that. Just as bad as really? my Pentax ever was. I was just like, really? this is useless. This stinks. And like I got less good TV. shows than, or less good shots than I did before. And I find, I bought the Fuji Godox remote figuring that the misfires or non-fires. Oh, right. For your, for your uh, strobes. Right. Yeah. So I got the remote, didn't fix it. Somebody said, oh, it's because you're using rechargeable batteries and they only put out 1.2 volts instead of 1.5 volts. So you have to get, you know, real. That seems like a goofy. Well, sure. And the fact that I've been using those same rechargeable batteries in the same remote for my Pentax for years and it's been fine. So that doesn't make any sense. So I got alkaline batteries and I shot the other day and I was still getting like 20% misfires. Don't know why. So I'm about to throw that camera through the wall, but. That's not and, and, it's, and it's past the point of, of return, right? Yeah. I mean, I have to, I, I'm going to call Fuji and say, this thing's not firing. What the heck is going on? You know, I've used multiple remotes. I've used multiple pocket wizards. Like what is going on? Um, and see, and maybe bring just to fill the trifecta. I'll have bring, have Matt Carr bring over his pro photo stuff and I'll try it with his remote and see if it still misfires on his, I don't know, whatever. That's neither here nor okay. there. When I was, when I was in school, when I was in college, um, all of the professors, what'd you do to keep the ink in the ink well from freezing in the winter time? (laughs) You know, there was, uh, there was, there were duck feathers. And and if you, if you set the the little bowl in the, there's an insulation thing that happens. No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Uh, All of the, the, my main professors in in scenery costume and and um uh, even theater history and like they all took sabbaticals and they would they would go for sometimes a semester sometimes a year but they would they would just leave it all behind and um my my scenic professor herb he would go to europe and they would you know he would stock up on books and and bring home different you know materials and and fabrics and and paint and like just all of this stuff to recharge yeah and and uh smith nancy joe smith the the head of costume she would do the same thing she would come home with you know these these fabulous books that you couldn't get anywhere but europe and and silks and and you know all this kind of stuff and it would it would recharge that 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 battery that was drained by the system that they found themselves in and and probably by us too as as students but I wonder if there's if there's room in there for you to go look. I'm going to take 
six months and I'm not going to pick up the camera yep. and I'm not going to, I'm not going to do any of this stuff. I'm going to read, I'm going to eat, I'm going to drink, I'm going to like whatever it is sure. but, and see what bubbles back up, see what you miss. Yeah. I mean, what I, been... you, 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 you've been in all of this stuff for so long. Sure. It's, it's almost no wonder that you're kind of losing your direction because you have so many options of, of, of what direction to go in. Yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying. And, and yeah, to some extent, I feel like I have been doing that to some extent. Cause I mean, mostly when I pick up a camera now, it's cause somebody's paying me to pick up a camera. Hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've a shoot today. I have a shoot on Sunday, um, stuff that I have to do for work, Hope which it doesn't is, require know, strobes <laughs> or I could just use the Pentax. <laughs> um, a, there you go. You know, a real camera with a shutter. Um, and, Ah, man. I, yes, you're right. And I felt like to some extent last year was that for me in the sense that I spent a lot of my time writing and I spent very little time shooting, Mm. which is part of what buying the new camera in December was about. Like, okay, I'm ready to jump back in this. Let's, let's start with something. Did you feel the excitement again, or were you hoping that the camera was going to provide that excitement? Well, okay. Uh, sometimes a new piece of gear does provide some excitement. 100%. And, um, and, and I don't no mean, disrespect. I just want to make sure we're not totally yeah, discounting no, no, no. that that is sometimes. Absolutely not. I, 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 I completely 100%. I'm, I'm just wondering, could you identify that? Were you ready to get back in or were you hoping that the, the camera would push you over the hurdle of being ready to get I was back hoping in. the camera would push me over the hurdle. I see. I see. I needed to, well, I had to be something, right? Like, yeah. okay, I guess, I guess I'm jumping in the cold lake because <laughs> there's nothing else to, you know what I mean? I got to right. wake up. Um, not, nothing like a $10,000, you know, Amex bill to, <laughs> to right. wake you up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, listen, I don't, I don't, mean to sit here and be a downer and 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 no whatever. it's not a, it, no 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 please don't do that you know it's, and it's, it's funny not a downer at all I, this this is tough stuff i have and I, think I have a, are going through it i have the little i have those signs on i have signs on my wall in front of my desk and they say falling things, rocks they, they say things <laughs> like uh take better pictures <laughs> and uh my current one that i made a few weeks ago was stop worrying about what other people think um yeah but it sounds like you're worried about what you think well I don't think that, yeah, I don't think that it is external validation or the lack of external validation is not my problem. Not that I'm getting a ton of external validation. I mean, people, you know, people will a lot of times say, oh my God, I love your work, blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much. You know, um, I need to love my work. Right. Right. Uh, you know, it, it, and I there mean, have been times where I have loved my work. Yeah. And I really, you know, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, part of it is, is that the, 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 if, if I was taking pictures for myself, if I was independently wealthy and I was just sitting around taking portraits because that's what I decided to do with my life, Mm -hmm. by the way, we're going to, we're going to Boston next, not this coming weekend, but the next weekend, uh, Mm. with the, with the girls, uh, with with the, you know, the, the college girls. Yeah. Terrific. And, um, because uh, one of them has has only been there since she hasn't been there since she was seven, and the other one hasn't been anywhere because she's from Hawaii. And um, 
And my favorite Sargent painting, as everyone might remember, is up there at the MFA, uh, the Daughters of John Darlerboit. And so I was like, man, if we're going up there, let's we're going to the MFA. We're going to see my Sargent. We're going to go to the uh, 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 Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum and see uh, uh, El Haleo, you know, the, the, the dancing Spanish dancer lady mm-hmm. um, and the blank spots on the walls where the paintings were stolen in 1991 or whatever it was. Um, uh, uh, there's a point to this story. Point to the story is I got lost. Um, <laughs> see, this is what happens when you get older. Um, is that, uh, uh, you know, and I, I used to, I don't know, I used to get jazzed by this stuff, you know, and I'm excited to go see this stuff with them because I want it to feel like it felt when I was jazzed about this stuff. Yeah. You're seeing it through their eyes, not through yours. Yes. Yeah. Which, which might ultimately be one of the advantages of having children that I don't have. You know what I mean? Mm. Is that, I mean, my, my, my therapist once, a therapist I had once said, you know, yeah, you know, I understand that you don't want kids and that's a perfectly valid position to have. And the reason you don't want kids is because you don't want to see your own childhood again. You know, you don't want to watch your own childhood again because hmm. I didn't, I didn't like being a kid. And, um, and they said, uh, you know, the thing is, is that it may be that by seeing someone else going through it, you'll have a better perspective and go through it in a, in a arguably in a different way that that will show you something, you know, I don't know. I think there's some truth to that though. I mean, I, I don't know if we've talked about this. My stepmother sent me a bunch of photos, uh, family photos, big box. Yeah. And to get her types and whatnot. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Old habits die hard. (laughs) God. Uh, she sent you pictures. She, she sent me pictures. And, you know, you, you, you know, all too well, my, my relationship with my dad. Yep. Um, but here's the funny thing is, is every single picture, every one of them, Bill, where my dad and I are together, we're happy. Both of us. Yep. Every single one. So is it your perception? Or were you putting on a face as a kid? I don't think I had face as a kid. I mean, yeah. I think I, you know, I, I feel all the feels. I mean, to, a, to, to, to Adrian will tell you, like to a lesser or greater degree and for better or worse, I feel all the feels. Yeah. So it, my point to all of this is there, 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 there is some truth, but there, there is also perception to our childhoods. Sure. And, and I, I necessarily had to, you know, and I've said this before, cast my father as the villain to support that narrative that I created. Somebody and some of it was true. Believe me, some of it was true. He, he, as Adrian has said many times, he really did a number on you and he did. Sure. But there was also this period where it was good and we were happy and we got along and, and, and it didn't last, but it was there. And, and maybe for you, there is some of that that's there. And that's the part that you could mine as a parent. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I, I think that they're one of the reasons why, you know, I want to do things like take these girls or, you know, my nephew the other day mm. came up to me and actually gave me a real hug unprompted, which he never does. That's the first time. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's giving me hugs, but it was always like, come here, give me a hug. You know, it was right, never, right, it's right, never right. like, oh, he came up and he was excited to see me and he came and gave me like a genuine hug. Wow. Um, you know, the that there is, I have value to these other people in that way. And listen, life is hard, you know, uh, for most people, life is pretty hard. And that, and I don't mean that, you know, you and I have food to eat and a roof over our heads. I don't mean like that, but just living and the experience of interacting with other people and things that happen to us and all of it, it's not easy. And, and all of that bleeds into the things that we do and the decisions we make and the people we're with and the places we live and, you know, all of that. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a certain amount of perspective that's required to, you know, so the other night at the, at the, I was down in DC for a party for Heather's work. And uh, I, I was her plus one, which, by the way, was a very interesting situation being in a room with 220 other people. Almost wow. none. Of, I only know two of them, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm me. I can talk to anybody. But, you know, we'd walk up to some coworker of Heather's and they'd say, oh, this is Ann. And, oh, this is, oh, this is my husband, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey. Hi, I'm Bill. You know. And then Jeffrey and I would be standing there kind of making small talk. Wait, what's. Was I there? <laughs> you don't remember me. <laughs> Has it been that long? Um, and and Jeffrey and I would be sitting there talking. And the odd thing about it is, I mean, from a sort of standard 20th century gender role thing, we were the wives making small talk while our husbands talked shop. You know what I mean? It was like yeah, that, right, 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 that right. sort of thing. It was like this reverse thing, which is just an interesting, just shows you how much the world has changed in the last 40 years, you know? In a good way. I'm just saying that it's uh, it's it's interesting. Anyway, the the cocktail hour was upstairs on the third floor gallery of the uh, portrait muse- uh, gallery, portrait American. What is it? The Smithsonian Portrait Museum. Portrait. Right. Right. Or, S- whatever S- that is. S A Smithsonian American. Because it's both the portrait gallery and the American something museum. There's multiple things there. Anyway. Right. Right. It's separated by this by this big open space. Yeah. This big atrium. So that's that's where the 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 dinner was, was in Mm. the big open space. And the DJ, by the way, DJ Inferno. (laughs) But this guy, but this guy was actually some really high end DJ that, you know, opens for Madonna and Rihanna and stuff. He's like he was like a really he was a really good DJ. You know, those people mm. who, who, I don't know. There's just people who are really good at that. And he was obviously very good at it anyway. Yeah. But, but Bill, how was his mix? <laughs> it sounded great. Actually, <laughs> considering the room that he was in, which is a big giant thing of concrete and glass. Like, right. I don't know how you make that sound good. Anyway, we were upstairs during the cocktail hour and during the cocktail hour, there were little tables outside of the gallery. So you could put down your drink and go in the galleries after hours, mm. which was mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. So, um, there was a coworker of Heather's who, uh, uh, is, is a photographer and a audio nerd and stuff. And so, uh, I got to meet him finally after hearing about him, you know, Oh, this guy wants to meet you. Okay, great. You know, so we finally met and we hit it off and, and we were both there at this party 
Um, and we were walking around these galleries and there was, there was, there are paintings in there and there are photographs in there. And in one room there was some, I was talking to him about, uh, Timothy Greenfield Sanders. And we go into one of the rooms, you know, during the party. And I said, Oh, that guy was telling you about it last night. Like, this is him. And he's like, wait, those are his pictures. I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we go into another room and there's this small Irving Penn photograph of mm. this playwright. And it's a classic pen, you know, turned away from the overhead light with, you know, just kind of like leaning on her, on her leg turned to the camera. I mean, it, you know, that the sort of typical pen pose. Sure. And it just worked. And I said, I was trying to explain to him the kind of stuff I like shooting. And I said, out of all the pictures in all these galleries, this is the one that speaks to me. And he's, and he looked at me, he says, really? And I said, yeah. He says, why? And I said, I don't know the use of negative space, the pose, like, it's not about making her look good. It's about making her look like her sitting in that room. Like there's something there's, there, there was the, the, there was a, there's a, there's a sense of reality to this photograph that it is a, a moment in time that this person captured of this person. And it happens to look cool but it doesn't feel forced. Right. Um, may, may I ask a question? Yep. Have you taken that photo yet? Yes. I think I've taken a number of those photos. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that is my goal. And I think sometimes I hit it. Mm. Um, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm not that far off the mark of, of, of what I'm trying to achieve. And that's the frustrating thing, Jeffrey, is that sometimes I achieve it. Right. But whether could anybody it, it wants that, that picture, they don't want that picture. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Could it be that because you've achieved it a number of times and that and you've held that in such high regard that that's been the bar for so long? Are you. I don't want to say bored. No, boards. Boards are a reasonable thing. OK. Are it's you like, bored OK, with, yeah, I've, I've run I've run 16 marathons now. So yeah. running are you a marathon bored with is, your own work? If that if that was the marker. And you've you've hit that marker multiple times, as you've said. Could it be that that it's like I know I and, can do this, that, so what's God, the point sounds, of doing it again? Yeah, yeah. It's at some point. I mean, and, and it sounds terrible to say. Like it sounds like, oh yeah. But has 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 that part of photography for you? Not all of it, but that part of it run its course. Yeah, the, the sense of satisfaction that I get from doing my job well isn't there anymore. Yeah. Um, do you ever feel that way? All the time. I mean, that specifically that something you wish you could do and then you've didn't done it and then it doesn't, it's no longer interesting. Sure. But I don't know where to pivot. Yeah. And that's, right. well, that's yeah, losing you know, your bearings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it, yeah, I, you know, I think, I think there are some things that I do well enough. Um, in fact, most of the things that I do, I think I do well enough. In I don't, in some ways your, your, your situation is more difficult than mine in the sense that at least I always have the new ingredient of another person. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you're, you're working from the same, you're opening your cupboards and you're like, Oh, I got to make bread again. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any starter. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. and, and the toolbox, I mean, Adrian and I were talking about this the other day, you know, when I was. When I was high school, college aged, um, I was a really good illustrator because I did it all the time. And I had these, these influences and inspirations that I was, that I was sometimes copying, sometimes letting them inspire and working through me and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and it was, I was really good at it. I'm not now, I'm not a figurative illustrator at all. And my, my drawing skills are, are crap. And I don't know 
this is this is and maybe this is a question for you. Sounds like me mixing. Yeah, it is. That's 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 where I'm going. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth the time only to find out that I can't get there again. Oh, uh, okay. So would it be worth the time if you knew you could get there again? Maybe. All right. I mean, the certainly likelihood more, it- certainly more than than the uncertainty of of you know putting the ten thousand hours in as Gladwell sure. mistakenly said. Sure, but putting uh, in the time. But putting in the time only to realize that I'm 10% better than I am now, which or, still isn't where I want to be. And what if you only get ever get as good as you were then? Is that good enough? Or would you feel like, oh, great, I'm back to where I was when I was 20 years old, but I'm over Man, twice I, that age I, now. I, I was pretty good. Well, then I don't think that it would be that hard to get back there. Yeah. You know, especially for that. Um. I was watching, uh, I played some video of me playing piano for my father-in-law, um, last week. And, did, um, did you have the hat on? Yes. In the video that I showed him? <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, it was the next year that I showed him where I was wearing <laughs> suspenders and <laughs> God, what was, what early nineties, man, rough time. <laughs> um, and I thought, man, I, I couldn't play like that anymore. You know, like I just, my brain doesn't work that way anymore. You couldn't get back to that. I don't know. I, I, I think that it would be harder than I think it would be, hmm. but just because there's a certain amount of mental dexterity that's involved in that. And I'm sure like, listen, I used to play like that. So I'm sure my brain would at a certain point start catching on and say, Oh, I remember these old pathways we used to go We're like, yeah, they're a little dusty, but we can, we can figure out where they are. Yeah, they've been marked by the uh, the Eagle Scouts with a red thing on a tree, <laughs> which, by the way, I've always found the red on a tree very difficult to see. Yeah, the ones in the forest here, they're kind of a baby blue. OK, see, that makes more sense to me or orange or something. Make it a color that doesn't blend in with bark like red <laughs> and brown and are real close to each other. On yeah. Bark. yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I, I wonder, I think that if you and I both did that, we would actually get better. I mean, part of, you know, I've thought about it. I've thought about doing it and it, this is not indicative of, of, you know, maybe a long enough time, but I've thought about like for the month of March, Adrian and I were talking about it of, of spending a half hour or an hour a day, just drawing and, yeah. and seeing, or if you're you watching know, TV, just have a pad in your yeah, lap. Just doing exercises and, and maybe, maybe doing hands for a month and see what happens at the end of the, like what keep what, track of it this is this is day one and i'm going to draw for the next 30 days and see where it goes and if there's no discernible improvement that's one thing but if you look at day 30 and you go you know what yeah, i'm Just really maybe. getting somewhere yeah there's there's something here look at that vein yeah <laughs> <laughs> phrasing yeah, no, I I think that that is actually a very, very valid thing for you to consider. Yeah. Uh, I don't I, know. I mean, the thing is, that doesn't really cost you all that much. What's it going to cost you? 30 hours. Okay. Right. What's 30 hours? What else are you doing with your time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, I mean, there's a certain amount of... I, I also often feel like I am alive. And well, that's good. That's a good place to start. Well, step one, I'm alive. Right. Um, step one, turn it on. Um, and, and if, and I am able to get around and my brain is still somewhat there. 
there will be a time when those things are not true. So I really have absolutely no reason not to now. And of course, this is trying to think your way out of a pit, right? Yeah, this sure. Is, it doesn't generally work. But but it's definitely something that I think about sometimes. Um, it's got to be a way. I don't... <sighs> If you were if if you were to try your illustration boot camp again, mm-hmm. would the goal be to then use that and go in a different direction in your painting, say? Yes. So it's it's not for its own sake. It would be no. as a skill to be used to do it's, something. Yeah, it's a skill to implement and move toward figurative painting. Because there's a big part of me, a big part of me, if I'm being honest, that that paints the way I do because it's what I can do. Then I think it's absolutely worth you doing it. Yeah. No, no questions. Why, why, why is it that you think that it wouldn't work? You've been there before. Why couldn't you do it again? I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I could ask the same of, of your mixking, sure. mix, yeah. mixking, mixking, my mixking, mixking. <laughs> you're and, a mixka <laughs> and you're right. And I think it, to some extent my mixing can and will get better if I do more of it, yeah. you know, or, um, or your piano playing or, or, yeah. you know, any of the things that, that we have done. I mean, but look, barring physical injury, I mean, we're not like, you know, Greg Luganis trying to go off the 30 meter board or whatever. It's speak for yourself. <laughs> I watched a thing the other day of him doing the most perfect dive ever. He's like on a five meter board and he goes into the water and the water barely moves. Yeah. I, I waited on him once. I was, I was, yeah, I was working at a Marie Callender's in uh, Belmont Shore, California when I was in school. Do you know who he, he was? And, oh yeah. He and his, his partner came in. And, uh, well, not at the time partner, but, you know, partner, uh, yeah. he was lovely. He was very sweet. It's funny. I didn't, I don't think that I would recognize him just standing there outside of a speedo. Well, he was in a speedo. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. I don't know. I mean, is, is, we'll go around, but I, th- there, there must be, there must be an answer there. Somewhere. So, uh, yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, look, I think this is, this is, it's all a work in progress. I mean, and it, it, it just, it, I think it comes down to how much work you want to put into the progress. Yeah. Pain, uncertainty, and constant work. Mm-hmm. Good, good times. <laughs> Recipe for success. <laughs> By the way, a lot of homeless, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, what's the unhoused is the current term that we're supposed to use. Uh, people in DC, uh, a lot of tents. Yeah. More and more, more and more. Um, there's a lot of yeah. addiction, a lot of like, where, where's that coming from all of a sudden? Not that Gosh, there I haven't been people. I don't like know. That. I think, you know, Adrian would have more info on that because she, deals with you know cdc and and yeah. you know nonprofits and you know that kind of thing i think she'd have a better idea on that i have no idea but it does seem like it does seem like there's more and not just in the the corridors where it's always where i've always noticed it since i've been here sure you oh, know but so we we get we get off at um uh dropped off at union station to come home on sunday mm-hmm. and uh Wait, union we, station here or in new york in in dc and um, 
that would be Pennsylvania Station, or actually right. technically Moynihan Station uh, now in New York. Um, and um, we get dropped off at Union. We had a half an hour, and I just wanted something to eat, so we went to Shake Shack, and we ordered a. I ordered a chicken shack and a order of fries so we can just split them to have something in our stomach for the train ride. And I wait for, you know, 10 minutes and they're like, order for bill. And I was like, okay, great. And I go pick it up and I walk outside to go get to Heather and I open the bag and there's only a chicken shack and no fries in it. And I'm just thinking to myself, it's not like this is a complicated order. (laughs) You had two things. I had two things and there's one thing in the bag. Is that order complete? No. So did you go back? Of course I did. I went back and I'm sorry. You forgot my fries. Were, were you nice I didn't say fries? it like that. No, I said, no. I, sorry, you forgot my fries. And they're like, oh, uh, nothing, anything on them? I'm like, no, just plain. And so they just hated Wait, me under on order them. fries. You get things on them? What, do you, what would you cheese, get on Cheese, I think. Oh, really? And bacon, huh. maybe? Huh. Bacon bits? I've never been a cheese fry person. That mm. doesn't sound good to me. I don't they like get soggy. Uh, yeah, I don't like my fries wet. No. But it made me think, you know what? Maybe you could just go up to Shake Shack with any order and come back and go, you forgot an order of fries and they're not going to start ask. trying it with different bags. Yeah. They're not going to like just open up your bag and say, go up well, with a pot belly bag and go, Hey, you, f- you forgot, forgot my, my fries. <laughs> there actually is a pot belly in there. Isn't there? Uh, yeah. Yeah. You like oh, well, those sandwiches? There used to be, um, no, there they... still is. I think I saw it down the hall. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I, um, I got, I got to get the, the magic back. But I, here's the thing. In any time in the past where I felt like it was gone, it was never me that brought it back. It just, it found its way back. You know what I mean? I didn't find okay. that there was anything I could do to make it happen. Are there situations that you can put yourself either in or adjacent to that would that would help clear the road? Maybe. I had, you know, I had a, um, uh, I have occasional you know, lunches with random people in the photography field. And um, almost everyone is in a similar feeling position as I am. Everyone I've hung out with lately feels exactly like I do. <laughs> like right. to the point where halfway through the conversation, they go, oh my God, I'm so glad you said that. I feel exactly the same way. <laughs> yeah. So it may not be me, you know? No, but it's your lived experience. Sure. I just mean that I might not be alone in this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and and maybe there's some validity to common shared experience there. You know, mm. um, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. Uh, are you gonna? Uh, you almost uh, finished with your new series or what? I think it's done for now. You know, I I wrote about it the other day. I don't. I, I want to leave it while I still like it. <laughs> you know, and yeah. and not have it be. You know, how I don't, how did I say it? Something about it. It, I don't want the way it looks. I don't want the, what I've done in it to be a crutch and, and start leaning on that and, and go, Oh, you know, you're, you're the guy that does this kind of big waffly texture thing, you know, whatever. Um, so I think I have to s- let it sit for now. And what I, what I t- typically do is I'll pick something that I've either really enjoyed or, or I think really needs work. And I'll bring that into the next set of, of pictures and okay. try and, try and expand on it or let it evolve or let it transform somehow and, uh, and, and see where it goes next. I mean, in your situation where, where it comes down to, as we've said before, your, your process is sort of necessarily destructive. You know, you can't undo. No, there's no step. No. And that, and that honestly, that's the part, that's one of the parts that I'm really getting frustrated with. And, and it, 
it's it's got me thinking about going to different materials, going to either cold wax and oil or or encaustic, because you do have, to a degree, you have an undo button. Whereas now, you know, when the gel gets set, that's it. All you can do is add on top of it. Or if you do try and take it away, you're going to destroy a much bigger, you can't be precise when, right. you, when you remove it. Right. Whereas, right, right. you know, in, in wax, I can, I can use a heat gun or a torch and just remove a little bit of whatever and then, and then go back in in that area and a very, do a very specific kind of reconstruction and still get the similar textures and results and, and arguably even different and better textures than I can get with acrylic. So it might be just time to, to mix up the medium and, and let the medium dictate where the work goes next. I feel like the, um, there are probably people who do the kind of work that you're doing, who, um, get off on the fact that there's no undo button. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they lean into the fact that it's sort of happy accidents and yeah. things yeah, you didn't yeah. expect. There's a guy that I that I follow that uses uh, like a, a, a pneumatic disc sander and he just I mean, he just goes at it and like lets it go where it goes. And that's fine. It's it's fine for certain kinds of work. But if I have this really clear idea in my head of of where I think it wants to go and I and I see myself not being able to even get close to that, I get really, really frustrated with it. Right. And it, it's hard for me. It It's become hard for me to pivot to seeing something else because I've been, I've been seeing it as, as this thing, you know, I've been seeing it as a loaf of sourdough and now you're telling me it's a banana nut muffin. Right. You know, and I, I don't, I can't make that connection. You know, I don't want to go on too long, but I do want to ask you one question here is, yeah, is sure. do you, <laughs> why are you bothering? Some, sometimes <laughs> I think that the work that I want to do, my, my ultimate goal is rooted in, 19 teens and 1910s like or or 1950s photography you know what i mean mm. it's rooted in a specific time it feels like you to some extent and correct me if i'm wrong the, the stuff that you're doing people were doing around the time that you were born you know what i mean like there were like people working in those 100%. media right yeah it was it was you know the the Rauschenberg has always been my sort right. of beacon Right. So, but he's already done it. Well, and I, I that's know, my I feel question. Like I'm, what, yeah, what, what are people doing now in, in the world that you're working in? And is it just that you don't find it interesting or is there no one working and doing something new? Uh, and that new we, is not necessarily better. That's a big question. Can we save that? Sure. I just think, I think that it's, I think there's a lot I could unpack about that. Yeah. I think that that would be a good conversation because it's something that I keep coming back to. It's like, okay, the thing that I'm drawn to is not the leading edge of my art. And the thing yes. that is the that's leading edge of my art it. is no longer interesting, is not interesting to me. Yeah. That's a, that's a really strong way to put it. Let's, let's, okay, let's, let's that save that week. and dive into it next okay. time. All right. Because it's, um, yeah, I think. I think that might be the next step of where my brain is going with this whole problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's really good. All right. You got, uh, what do we got? Podcast at on taking pictures.com. Hey, you know Isn't what I'm gonna, funny? You know Isn't what I'm going to do? That, that still works. Oh my God. It's so weird. <laughs> what I'm going to do is, uh, for those of you interested, I'm actually going to change up the final song today. <gasps> I'm going to keep, I'll keep, don't worry. It'll be wait. back. It'll be back. Wait, wait, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> But I wanted to put up, not the tune I was just working on, but the tune that I worked on last you year. You put up that horrible mix? 
Yeah, I'm gonna put on that <laughs> terrible mix. Uh, actually, I'm going to put on a very good mix that my friend Brian Cook did of of a tune that I wrote uh, during quarantine and had a bunch of people play on. Right but on. I, haven't, I haven't played it for anybody. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a scoop. Yeah, or you know what? Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll stick it in the. Oh, don't take it back. Don't. Well, take, no, no, don't no. Take the backs. no. The only reason I don't want to take I I don't want to put it in the show is that I'm putting it to mono ninety kilobits, whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, you, you want people to hear the full? Yeah, yeah. yeah so if I'm going to do that, I might as well put up a good MP3 somewhere or a good a whatever. Yeah, but you you don't have to put the. You can put a teaser in the show. Yeah, I can do. And I can totally do that. Yeah. yeah, do that. Okay, do that. Um. Because now you've already set the expectation. <laughs> you told us we were getting I, something. I can new. undo the Don't expectation, you back out Jeffrey. On me, Bill. I can. <laughs> this is what you always do. You always <laughs> promise to show up, and then you don't. <laughs> you wonder why I left. <laughs> um, uh, at Bill Wadman, at Jeffrey Sidor. Are you just at Sidoris anywhere? No, it's just it's at Jeffrey Sidor. It's always okay. at oh, yeah uh, uh, at Jeffrey. There Sidoris. are too many Sidorises. Sidori. Sadori. Um, Too many sad Dorises. (laughs) Doris was really sad. She had a bad day. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, we will see you in a couple weeks, everyone. So, obviously, yeah, we've got a lot to unpack on the Crap, now we got to write that down. Yeah, well. Too bad we don't have a recording of what we just said. (laughs) Yeah. Shouldn't it? Did you not hit the button? God damn it. Uh, Hey, Jeffrey, how you doing this morning? (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you. Thank you for being here, everyone. Bye. We'll see you next time.
tempo 